0: Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman.
1: And Michelle Ferrey, And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher.
0: Guys, today we will share some simple strategies that you can implement in your day that will transform your teacher productivity. Guys, I said it, transform your teacher productivity.
1: But first let's hear a TSH or time sucking hurdle. Today's TSH comes from Malmondy I'm so sorry if I pronounce that incorrectly. My TSH is losing focus by all the to-dos and piles I create while trying to be productive. I totally understand this. And I really hope that the strategies we share in today's podcast will really help you avoid creating all of those piles and losing focus and not really knowing where to start.
0: Listen, the beginning of the year we know as teachers is incredibly stressful and overwhelming. But I think it's like a 10 times more stressful and overwhelming this year with all of the changes that we are all dealing with. And it can be really difficult to get back into a routine, especially after having a summer off. And I know for me, I feel like I stay productive in the very beginning of summer. And then as we start getting deeper and deeper into summer, I start realizing, man, I'm sleeping in more or I'm starting to kind of let go of things. So it's really hard to get ourselves out of that summer mode. But in today's episode, we are going to be sharing some very simple and easy strategies that you can implement today in order to transform your teacher productivity.
1: And we have five strategies we're going to share. And I love these strategies because like Bridget said, you can start doing them today. So the very first strategy is to create a power list for the day. You all have heard us talk about power lists before. okay? A power list is essentially three actionable items, keyword there, actionable, as in you can take action on them and get something done that you must complete that day. So this kind of goes back to the TSH. When you feel like you have all of these to-dos and you don't know where to start, the power list is really going to target your focus on just those three items that you have to complete that day. And I don't know about you, but I feel like my productivity really increases when I have a plan to execute. It's kind of like when I go to the grocery store. If I do not have a grocery list and I say, you know what, I'm just going to wing it, I end up walking the aisles aimlessly, not really knowing what I'm going to have for dinner. And then I get home and I feel like I only got snacks. I don't know why that always ends up happening, but I only have snacks. I don't have enough to actually have meals. So then I have to go back to the grocery store and I end up wasting a lot of time. But when I go into the grocery store and I have a plan, I have a grocery list, I know what I'm buying. I can be so much more efficient with that time. And lately I've even started organizing my grocery list by the aisles. So I shop at Aldi and I literally know my flow of the store. And so when I list my grocery list, I literally have the items in order. And to me, it's like that power list. Like I
0: know what I'm gonna do in what order so I can be the most efficient. That's impressive. I have to say that, that's a a really good tip. Now you can take your power list and you can decide your three actionable items that you need to complete for the day. And you can either do this the night before or first thing in the morning. I have to admit that I am a first thing in the morning power list planner. What about you, Michelle? I used to be a first thing in the morning powerless planner.
1: <laughs> I love that, that little phrase. Yeah. But just recently, I have started switching to picking out my powerless items the night before. I've actually started journaling. I have had a lot on my mind that I just needed to get out. And I actually created my own like daily journal page. And on that journal page, I put what are my three powerless items for the next day. And I complete that journaling at the end of the day. So at the end of the day before bed, I decide on my three powerless items for the next day. And that's just really been working for me lately.
0: So what you can end up doing is taking that weekly to-do list that you typically will build at the beginning of a week. I know a lot of people are like Sunday planners, so they like plan on Sundays and they think about all the things that they wanna be able to accomplish for the week. And off of that weekly list, you then identify, well, what are the three things that I wanna accomplish today? Like what are the the three actionable items that I wanna get done today? And that can really help you in building out your power list. So if you need kind of a, a starter, My recommendation is to sit down and come up with an entire weekly list on a Sunday and decide what are are your goals for the week? Where do you want to be able to kind of say, I felt like this week was banging. It was successful. I was my most productive that I could possibly be. And so once you have your three power list items, then you need to decide on how to organize it. Now I'm just gonna throw
1: this in there first before I get into the organization piece. Another thing I've started doing recently, I used to have a monthly to-do list, a weekly to-do list, and then my power list. I've actually gotten rid of the monthly to-do list and instead I now have categories of to-do lists. So I have school and I have my business and I have teaching on the double and I have right now a wedding to-do list. So as I think about things I need to do, I will categorize them onto those lists And then from there, I move tasks onto my weekly list. And then I move tasks onto my power list. And when I say move tasks, let's get into talking about how to organize this. I use something called Google Tasks. Google Tasks is a Google application. If you're on Google Drive, there's a little sidebar. So at the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see an arrow. Click it. It'll pop out a sidebar. And Google Tasks is an icon. It's mostly blue, and it has a little bit of yellow, and it looks like it has like a white piece of chalk on it. That will allow you to create different to-do lists. And what I love about it is it will allow you to move items from one list to another. So I'm not retyping the item on my power list. I'm literally just moving it from my weekly list onto my power list. Another option is Google Keep. You can use that to create checklist items. But I know Bridget and I lately are really loving our digital planner. And on our digital planner, we actually have a daily planning page that has your power list on it. So if you really want to plan out your day in detail. And like Bridget said, you might do that first thing in the morning. You might do it the night before. You can actually use that page and dedicate your three power list items. And within our digital planner, we also have, you know, a task tracker that will help you decide what items you really have to do every week, every month, every day, and figuring out what's most important. So what I love about the digital planner is it's going to help you do all of the different things you have to do in order to stay productive. And it's all in one place. You can also keep it super simple and just use the notes app on your phone. You have the ability to create checklists and you could create a different note for each different type of to-do list that you have and have categories like I explained, or have a monthly list, a weekly list, a power list, and so on. Or if you really want to go old school, you can just use a sticky note, okay? Take a sticky note each day, write your three items on it, stick it somewhere you're going to see it, and bada bing, bada boom, you're done.
0: Yeah, but stick it somewhere where you're gonna see it and you won't lose it, hopefully. (laughs) Now, here's the thing to keep in mind when it comes to your power list. We mentioned that we have three actionable items. Now, here's our little secret, is that we actually ask you to leave one of those items open if possible. We mentioned back to school, this time that we are in right now is really, really crazy. And so in order to kind of have a day where you're not feeling as though you're jam-packed and you don't have enough time to complete the items, if you try to keep one of those item items cleared off, in case something happens, you're able to fill it in and to be able to accomplish it within that day.
1: Another thing we recommend you do is eat the frog. Okay, hear us out on this one. So this actually comes from a Mark Twain quote. It essentially tells us that we need to eat the frog each day, which means we need to do that task that we are not looking forward to, the task we really don't want to do. We need to get that done first. Because if all else fails and things happen and the day gets busy, at least we have eaten the frog. At least we have gotten that big item done that we really had to do. And I'll give you an example today. I have quite a few things on my to-do list. Right now, one of the things is recording podcast episodes with Bridget. And then my other two power list items have to do with Um, our wedding, and we've had to reschedule our wedding and postpone it. So I had to get postcards and mail those out to people. So I have to get all of that together today. But I'll be honest, the one item I wasn't really looking forward to and hear me out on this was podcast recording only because it takes up so much time. Like literally when Bridget and I batch podcast episodes, it means we're recording for several hours. And even though I love it, It's just very, very time consuming. So we schedule it first thing in the morning so that at least, even if I don't get anything else done today, I've eaten the frog. I've recorded podcast episodes, and I've gotten that big task done.
0: Now. Our next simple strategy is going to be to complete a technology check. Now, this one to me is really, really important, um, especially like right now when we have so many different things that we're doing on technology. And if you're somebody that is working from home and you are doing distance learning, you are really, really relying on technology working for you. So it can truly be either your best friend or it can end up being your worst enemy. But we know that productivity increases when your tech, Technology is working and you have everything ready to go. This keeps your students focused, it keeps them engaged, and it keeps you like on a flow. You're not having to say, oh, guys, I forgot I need to pull up this website. And then you're taking like one or two minutes to type in the URL and pull up exactly what you're looking for. That wastes time. So here's what we recommend. We recommend that you turn on your devices and do a sound check. Please do a sound check. There is always, I feel like almost every meeting that I ever go to, there is that whole awkwardness of, oh, the sound isn't working. Hold on, guys. Let me try and check it out. Do a sound check. Turn everything on. on. Make sure that any of the tabs that you're going to be using whether it's URLs, different websites, it's different PowerPoint presentations that you have, make sure they're all ready to run and they're loading. Um, a lot of the times, if you are kind of just opening up a new video that you're going to share with your students, like that refreshing, especially if everybody's on the internet, it's going to load really, really slowly. So to, to kind of help with any of the buffering issues, go ahead and have it load. Let it play once through, pause it, and then go all the way back. And then you don't have to worry about any of the buffering issues. But have your videos ready and do this all before your students arrive or if you're at home do it first thing when you wake up in the morning and you're getting out your to-dos. Just get everything set up and ready to go for the day. The third strategy is to follow
1: the two-minute rule. Here's what the two-minute rule is. If it can be done in under two minutes you need to be like Nike and just do it. So think of those little tasks, those little things that come up throughout the day. If it can be done in under two minutes, be like Nike and just do it. The reality is our productivity increases if we get these items done immediately instead of putting them off. Now, let's kind of use an example. If I have five little tasks that are coming up throughout the day and each one takes two minutes or less, that ends up equaling 10 minutes of time. But it's better for us to use those little pockets of time that we have throughout the day instead of saving all of those tasks. And then it uses a bigger chunk of time. I'm thinking about when it's almost the end of my planning period and I have two or three minutes, I can go ahead and knock out one or two of those little tasks instead of saving them all. And then after school, I'm spending like 15, 30 minutes trying to do all the little things that I put off throughout the
0: day. So some examples that we have for you are going to be like putting the markers away. I mean, how many times have you either like found a marker and you just like throw it onto your desk and you're like, oh, all right, I'm 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 going to do this a little bit later. But how long does it really take to put that marker away? So if you end up having a ton of markers and I'm just using markers as my example, but if you end up having a ton of markers that you end up throwing at your desk at just during the day, you're going to have to spend a lot more time at the end of the day to put that away versus just taking the 20, 30 seconds that it takes to walk over and put the marker where it's supposed to go. Um, So another thing would be to take an email, for instance. And there's a lot of times I feel like I get an email and all I have to do is reply yes. So instead of having a bunch of emails that you have to reply yes to, go ahead and reply yes. It takes less than two minutes. Putting paper in the correct bin. This is a big one. I feel like paper, if we don't organize it as we go, it does consume a lot of your time towards the very end of the day. Um, And just have to remind yourself, guys, be like Nike and just get it done. Just do it. Put it away. And I would say for some of these tasks,
1: recruit students to help you putting the markers away. If you're binder clipping assignments, if you're putting a paper in a bin, give it to a student and have them do it. (laughs) Now, obviously, they can't reply to your emails. Wouldn't that be nice? But have your students help you with those little tasks as much as possible because, again, it's going to save you time at the end of the day. So our fourth strategy, speaking of the end of the day, is to take five minutes to clean up at the end of the day now again our productivity increases when we have a clean space when we're entering the next day so when i'm coming to my desk and everything is already cleaned up i'm going to be a lot more productive that day versus coming in and my desk is a hot mess and i have to start my day by cleaning it Now, we mentioned taking five minutes. You can literally set a timer. I am willing to bet (laughs) that you are more productive and more efficient with your time when you have a timer going. Here's like a quick little story of this. When I was a kid, and when I say kid, I mean like eight, nine, 10 years old, my parents would say leave me at home for 15, 30 minutes while they went to the grocery store to go do a quick shop. And while they were gone, I always made it my mission to like clean up the downstairs because I was a nerd like that. And I just like cleaning. So they would literally leave and I would be sitting there on the couch, like ready to go. So as soon as they closed the door, I would start running. And my goal was to clean up the entire downstairs while they were gone. It was like a race against the clock, but it allowed me to be so much more productive because I knew like I only have 10 more minutes until they come home. So literally set a timer. And you can set it on your phone or if you're in your classroom and you have like a projector, project the timer up so you can clearly see how much time is left. And I guarantee you, you will get the clean And I guarantee you, you will get everything cleaned up in that five minutes because it feels like a race against the clock.
0: You can also play the activity of the secret piece of trash. This was one that I really loved doing in kindergarten because I felt like kindergartners were really, really messy. Um, And we just had a lot more things that we were doing throughout the day. Now technology just limits the amount of trash that my kids have, but we would... I would kind of stand up onto a chair and I would look around the room and I would pick one little piece of trash. And so I always told my students, all right, guys, you are all gonna clean up and I'm gonna watch. I have one little thing that I've kind of selected and that's the secret piece of trash. And whoever picks it up, that's gonna be the person who's gonna get a reward. And I had things like goldfish, like like fruit snacks, like very simple little things. And the kids loved that activity and they would just kind of race around the room and they would all come and show me. And I would say, I wouldn't say anything to them, because the whole goal is for them to clean up the entire room. And then after everything was cleaned up, I would tell them who won the prize. Um, so it's a really fun activity. You would of course need to determine whether or not it's safe and it's appropriate for you to be able to do that this year, but just kind of put it into your back pocket and keep it um, as we start to kind of hopefully get out of this whole of COVID and just all of the different restrictions and start to get back to normalcy in our schools.
1: And if you maintain this and you Do it every single day, you spend that five minutes. That five minutes is going to allow you to get a lot more done, especially if you're following that two minute rule. Now, if you only take five minutes at the end of the day to clean up once or twice a week, it's probably gonna take you longer than five minutes because you're not maintaining it. So there's going to be a lot more trash you have to pick up or a lot of those little things that you have to put away because you haven't been doing it all week. And a little bit of tough love for you. If it is taking you longer than five minutes, you need to think, are you actually following that two-minute rule throughout the day? Meaning, are you completing those little tasks that take less than two minutes? And are you actually doing it consistently? And you have to be real with yourself. Are you actually doing those things? And if not, you need to think, what changes or what habits do I need to build so that I can allow my room to be neater by the end of the day? Can I have students help me? Can I follow that two-minute rule? Can I do this cleanup more consistently so that I can actually get the results the way I want them?
0: So our last strategy that we have for you is to organize materials for the next day. Now, this really helps you to feel ready to be able to go on to the next day instead of just kind of scrambling to find all of your materials at the last minute. I know for me, I oftentimes would use a file folder and then I would just kind of place it onto my desk and it was just such a nice way for me to feel very ready to come into school for the next day. But check to make sure that you have all of your copies ready. This is huge. Making copies early in the morning, especially when you know you need them that day, you never know if there's gonna be people at the copy machine or if the copy machines are gonna be broken. So go ahead and spend that little bit of time to just check and make sure that all of your copies are ready. Um, pulling out manipulatives or books, having those ready to go is also incredibly helpful. So that way you're not having to, as you're teaching, the lesson walking around your room and the kids are like trying to track you and follow you as you're walking around gathering all of your materials that you need for the lesson that you're teaching. And it's helpful to really have your lesson plans out in order to pull the materials in order. I like to make sure that as I go through my lessons, I pull out the material, I put it face down, and then I just kind of create this an entire stack. So by the end of it, my day, all of the materials that I need is ready in order and I can just pull from the top and continue going.
1: Yeah, this might mean having them spread out on a counter. So if you have a big countertop space, you might literally have like five different stacks for each subject that you're teaching or each different time period of the day. If you don't have a lot of space, you might have them just in a single stack or they might even be in a drawer. But if you are utilizing a drawer or a single stack, make sure they are already in order. So the thing you're gonna use first is on top. And then the thing you're gonna use second is underneath of that and so on and so forth. This is fantastic if you have an unexpected sub. I know you may not be thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. But we all know things come up. You might get sick overnight. You might have a family emergency you have to attend to. And if you are organizing your materials for the next day, if that happens, it's going to make your life so much easier. You're not going to be scrambling to get things ready. Or your team teachers, if they're trying to pull things for you, they're going to already have it ready to go in a stack. I know personally, I've had this happen and my team teachers are like, oh my gosh, you made it so much easier for us because everything was already ready to go in the order that The sub needed it. So take just those few extra minutes at the end of the day, organize your materials so that
0: everyone, including yourself, will thank you for it. Let's go ahead and let's review the five simple strategies that we shared with you guys today to help you transform your teacher productivity. So the first strategy we mentioned is to create a power list for the day. So pick out three actionable items and if possible, keep one of those items cleared off that you must complete in the day. This will help really keep you focused. Uh, Strategy number two is to complete a technology check. Uh, Make sure that you have everything open ready to go. You're checking that sound, turning everything on so that you're not having to do it while you're teaching a lesson. Um, Strategy number three is to follow the two-minute rule. Guys, be like Nike. If it takes less than two minutes to do it, just do it right then and there instead of putting it off to do it a little bit later on. When you add on all of these little two minute things, it ends up taking a huge chunk of your day versus just being able to do it right then and there. And uh, Strategy number four, take five minutes to clean up at the end of the day. This will really change your productivity and just how you feel when you come in the next day. So take that five minutes and really just kind of make everything go back to where it was. Do a little reset button. It'll make you feel really good. And strategy number five is going to be to organize your materials for the next day. Make sure that you have all of your copies, any manipulatives, books, anything that you're going to need for your lessons. It's out either on a counter, in a drawer, in a single stack but it's ready to go for you for the next day.
1: Now we warned you that our workshops were only going to be available for a limited time and unfortunately they are no longer available. Hopefully you all were able to grab them. If not make sure that you continue to check our website. We will offer them at another time but we don't know when that will be. It definitely will not be within the next several weeks. However, you can head over to our website and purchase our digital planners. Bridget and I have really combined forces in order to create a top Planner, which in our opinion is the best digital planner, but we have several different versions available. We have it as a PDF, so you can use it on a tablet with an app like GoodNotes, and you can write right on it, or Google Slides if you would prefer to type it on a computer. We also have different calendar versions, so we have a school year, which would be July through June, at least if you are in the United States, and we also have the calendar year, which would be January through December. And we even have different orientations. If you would rather it be more landscape orientation, we have that. Or portrait, we also have that. And for our top teachers, our podcast listeners, we do have a discount code for you. You can use code PODCAST20 at checkout in order to save 20% on any planner of your choice.
0: And while you are on our website, go ahead and submit your TSH. We know that things are really challenging and really different right now. And we really do enjoy reading your TSHs and they really help us to be able to craft our podcast episodes. So head on over there and leave your time sucking hurdle for us and make sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. It really helps us get into the ears of so many other teachers and be able to continuously grow this podcast. Um, And until next time, guys. Be timely. Stay organized. And be productive. Bye-bye.
1: See ya.